Welcome to Wedding and Event Podcast. Frank podcast discussions for event professionals and those planning successful events. With wedding and special event consultant, Toby Dodge of Prepared.com. And Eric Zimmerman, pianist, DJ, and master of ceremonies of ElegantMusic.com. Hello, everyone. The title of this episode is Wedding and Event Planning and Guidance. Even for a seasoned event professional with many years of experience, planning a major event is a big responsibility. It would be very easy to overwhelm someone new to the planning of such an event. But I think everyone can learn. Everyone can grow into the role of being the creator of a beautiful and successful event. To do this without a guiding hand, however, one would experience a very steep learning curve. But please know, we are here to help. I believe it's the responsibility of the wedding and event planner to guide a couple and their families through the planning process at a rate that can be comfortably experienced. And now, please enjoy Wedding and Event Planning and Guidance. So you're going to have to refresh my memory on what we're talking about today. Well, you know, it, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, something just, just hit me the other day uh, yeah. about wedding planning is, is overwhelming. Okay, it, it, it really <laughs> it is. Can it, it can be. It can be. It can be, even, even for those who do it for a living, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think also more so for someone who doesn't do this on a regular basis. Yeah. And there are clients that, that entertain. You know, they, they throw parties every weekend or, or go to parties or they travel or yeah. they're, you know, they, they, they're, they're in the social circles. And so they, they and it's, it's, it's amazing to how much organization has to go in and that they will turn this over to a planner. And I they, know. And they say, get it done. And Wouldn't that be? That you know, would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. That would be nice. My point is this: is that um, it it takes some organization. It has you need to put someone in charge of this, and um, and it might be something that is outside of that person's uh, reality or uh, their their normal experience. You know, if they haven't gotten married before, you don't know what to expect. You don't throw parties every weekend. You know, you don't go to parties every weekend. Then, you know, there's, there's, there's something to be learned, or there's some some kind of thing to come up to speed on. What hit me was that you can't expect a client to fully understand what you're going to be doing for them. Very true. And they have to uh, learn about it, and there's a growing understanding. Yeah. And so I am. I'm not the kind of person that would withhold information and go, well, this is a need-to-know basis and that, you know, they don't necessarily need to know this right now. I usually just throw it all at them. Yep. But something like that could be quite overwhelming to them and they and it might even force them to make decisions that they're really not qualified to make at that moment. That's true. However... I had an experience this weekend that kind of plays into what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I mentioned that I had gone to the Pasadena Hilton, or I should say Hilton Pasadena, uh, for a wedding fair. And I honestly, I don't know if it was Bridal Expo. It was one of the 
bridal shows that go all around Southern California that I know of and probably nationwide. Mm-hmm. And I came during the time when it's quiet. And the one time a bridal f- uh, show or fair is very quiet, and I think you know what I'm going about to say, is when they have a fashion show. In another room, yes. and Because uh-huh. they usually do it in another room. Right. And so then you've got, I don't know, 30 to 60 on average um, vendors that are waiting for it to be over. I mean, agreeably, it it does give you a little bit of a break if you want to, you know, have lunch or something. I mean, there's always people that trail in, Mm -hmm. but the group, the large group, you know, isn't there. They're in another room. So as a a business, I didn't want to interrupt or talk to anybody while there were brides nearby. I wanted to go. As a member of the industry, I don't want to uh, interrupt. Uh, Even though I had paid to be there, I wasn't coming there as a member of the family that someone's getting married. I came as, as somebody from the industry that wanted to to learn more about the businesses that were there so that I can hopefully recommend them. Mm-hmm. So a couple comes by because they obviously did not go to the fashion show. They chose to come. And I was talking with uh, a gentleman that I had not met before who is a, he and his wife are both planners and coordinators. Hmm. Very charming person. Sounded like he was Irish, hmm. uh, and he had a um, lovely um, accent, and he was talking about coming from um, Ireland and setting up. They, he's been in business at least eight years that I know of. Mm-hmm. And this couple went by, and they, they did stop. And when I saw them, I moved away. And they said, now, what is it you do? Because it was thistle and something, because they were trying to figure out, you know, what business he was representing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And so he said, we're planners and coordinators. Mm -hmm. And, And she put her hand up, literally. She put up her hand in front of her face and said, oh, we're, we don't need, we're not using a, a coordinator and uh, went on her way. Uh-huh. And I thought that was so interesting because I was just, I'm sure he didn't even realize that she had put her hand up. You know, he was just trying to hear what was coming out of her mouth. Hmm. But I I found it so telling because some brides and grooms are so sure that they don't need anyone. I had hoped that his response would have been something like, well, that sounds like you're taken care of. I would just love to know where you're having your wedding. Because if he had been knowledgeable about where she was getting married, mm-hmm. then she could have, he could have at least spoken to her about the kind of place it is mm-hmm. and could have lent some information to her that without selling 
would have told her, look, there's a lot to know about that place. Yes. And could have, oh, really? Or, oh, I didn't know that. Right. And start bringing somebody in. Right. Or if truly he hadn't been there before, he he might say, you know something? I've been wanting to work there forever. What is it like there? Exactly. Tell me about that place. And, and yeah, yes. what is and, special? What made you decide? Very good. To to select that location. That's an excellent question. Yes. Um, and there you start a dialogue. And I say this to share with with couples who may be listening to us or industry people mm-hmm. that when someone says no like that, and it's a definite no when you're putting up your hand, not to take it as a no, to take it as I don't know. Because unless they've hired someone and have someone to work with them, it's open because they may not know enough uh, no. to decide. <laughs> and it's nothing against them or that you have to twist their arm or anything like that. But I have met, even on the phone, with people who have been recommended to me, and they start the conversation is, I don't think I know, I, I don't think I need anyone but my friend who got married last year said I needed to talk to you or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. that is not the most positive way to start a conversation. Well, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I appreciate the honesty because you at least know where they're coming from. Right. So in essence, this gal was very helpful, even though she didn't realize it, because he knew exactly where she was coming from. Mm-hmm. How many times have you been in a situation where someone is very pleasant and they'll give you a compliment and they'll say, what lovely music, you know, or what what uh, what piece of music is that? Because mm-hmm. they know it's classical, let's say, if you're playing at a, a bridal uh, show or fair and they like it mm-hmm. and they want to find out what music it is. They're not asking you that question because they're interested in hiring you necessarily. Right. They just want to know what the, the music what is. What was that? Yeah. What yeah, was that? What was that? Mm-hmm. You know, I really like that. And I know you long enough that say, well, thank you so much. What is it about that piece of music you like? Yes. And you would engage them. Yes. You would not answer only with yes it's or no. Beethoven or yeah. whatever it is. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. but you would you would have said that and and then you say, you know, I'm curious, what do you like about it? Right. Where have you heard that before? Yeah. Um, or I mean, do you like the do you like the melody or do you like the pace, mm-hmm. the timing? You know, are you thinking you know, about using having, that? Yeah. yeah. Thinking about using that for your wedding? I don't know. Sure. It's just, it's hard. No, this is a very, very good point because yeah. um, I, I, as we speak to the industry people, that mm-hmm. that they do have to um, uh, be good listeners. 
And they yes. have to know when they've been given par- a partial answer. <laughs> Whatever. It's a, it's, it's, it's a way of starting. A, a way of starting. In, in other words, you know, uh, uh-huh. gosh, I... I uh, yeah, it's somebody that makes that statement. Let's just say, uh, well, you know, we're, we're not hiring a wedding coordinator. No, no, we're going to save that 1500 bucks, or we're going to save that whatever we're going to save, you know, for, for that. And uh, no, 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 we don't need a wedding coordinator. Oh, well, okay, tell me about that. Would be a, a, a very good question. It's not even a question. It's it's a oh yeah, well tell me more. Um, really, where then? Where, where is your location? Uh huh. Yeah. Good. So you really like that? Tell me about that. And it, so you know this type of thing. Whatever. What? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever it is that you could do to have them um, express themselves, because I think one of the things that. Um, a, a real wedding professional has is, is, is experience and that they could recognize someone who is at the beginning stages of experiencing putting a wedding together. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's mm, things to know. And that I, I think that most wedding professionals are themselves artists. And I think that a bride uh, who is planning... Uh, bride and groom who are planning their wedding, they, yeah. they become de facto artists, you know, just because they're in, engaged in something very creative. Exactly. That, that might be, that, they might not necessarily be creative in their, uh, in their day job, you know, or... And this may allow them to be. It, 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 it's definitely a creative outlet. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Well, that's so true. And I mean, I had a, actually, I had a ball at the wedding show yesterday because I saw someone I hadn't seen in a little while and renewed, you know, kind of a friendship. And then I learned a lot. Um, and I would love to share this about Friar Tuck um, Friar uh, shops. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. they have several uh, shops in the Southern California area. Mm-hmm. But do you know that you can now order a suit from them to buy. Really? Yes. And rent. And if you give them the material, they will make specialized ties and um, pocket, uh, what do you call it? Handkerchiefs. Handkerchiefs, thank Uh you. Um, and you know smaller accessories for for the for the entire wedding party. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they now have swatches that they'll send out to you if you want to feel the fabrics huh. before um, you uh, rent. Uh-huh. And uh, if you want to buy, of course, you'd want to feel that. And you can go in and be measured or, you can go to a cleaners, good cleaners or um, alteration shop, and get your measurements, hmm. and then they'll make the suit for you. Wow! Based on your measurements, I think the that's... only I know isn't that funny? But they're able to do that. I think that's fantastic. What a service! What a yeah. Well, but it goes to show you how business 
keeps changing. It's just like 20 years ago, there wasn't gig masters. Uh There wasn't a way for couples to go directly to the online without going through some type of office or agency. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's a plus (laughs) all the time, gig masters. But I'm just saying it's a fact of life. This is what has happened. And now with the advent of uh, being able to rent bridesmaids' dresses through Vow to be Chic and special occasion dresses rented uh, over the internet with Rent the Runway Hmm. and men's wear always being able to rent for many years. Mm -hmm. But now there are services where... online you can have a a suit made now it may be made out of the country but it's it's all fabricated you know the fabric may be here or the fabric may be elsewhere they may sew it here they may sew it somewhere else but there you go as long as it fits (laughs) yeah you have to finish the pants you know the hemming yes that has to be done at an alterations place, mm-hmm. um, and but just the whole idea that companies that had only done rental for men are now making suits and and to order uh, fabrics and I, I I just think that is unbelievable. Great idea. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. So now you got to come up with something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What, yeah. what crazy idea can can you think of? How about a, um, I know this is going to come. I just know it. Yeah. Can you perceive of a lifelike robot doing uh, DJ work? <laughs> you know, that was the, that was the, how can I say it? The concern that a lot of DJs had when um, things went to the iPod, you know, mm-hmm. and the internet, and that oh well, you, all all you do is just hook up to the internet and it does it all for you. And all right, well, uh, what's kind of interesting is that these DJs themselves were invalidating their own services in that there is a human aspect to being a master of ceremonies. You, <coughs> of course. You are the representation of the bride and groom. <laughs> and you do conduct the festivities. And that can a robot do that or <laughs> or can I mean it, you know, like these when you think about the future of AI? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Or in, IA, excuse me, intelligent. Anyway, one one of those. One of those. <laughs> A I E I A A E I O U. I I'm I'm now embedded in UX and I <laughs> for user experience. Oh yeah. Uh, while we're developing prepared, but so I think it's it's artificial intelligence. It's AI was right in the first place. Okay. When they show anatomically very believable 
robots that are talking and all of that. You wonder, because, you know, I have to tell you, there is a company, and, and I I feel badly that I don't remember their name, uh, but they do entertainment, but it's it's not live. It's screens, and it's a lot of people use it for cocktail music so that if you're at a cocktail uh, hour and you're in a place that has a lot of walls, they they project different um, musicians mm-hmm. playing jazz or whatever music, um, some vocals sometimes, but it's meant to be visual so that if you're not engaging in conversation with someone, mm-hmm. it's kind of company in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. And yet, uh, whoever is there to control, because I think that it does change and there's some lighting that goes with it. So there's probably somebody who's operating something that make you know it happen quite the way it is mm-hmm. and for a large crowd it actually works because it's in other words when you're in a situation you have 250 300 400 people and you have musicians you got to put them in some place not everyone is going to pass them Right. Hopefully they will, but not everyone. They're there for ambiance, obviously, and to set a tone. Mm-hmm. But when you get that many people, they're not going to really hear them over a talking crowd unless you really amplify it and uh, want uh, them to. Unless there's a, the type of a group that can be heard or certainly exactly ampli- uh, or, or amplification. Yes. Right. Because sometimes the purpose may not be to hear them well but just enough to yeah enough mm-hmm. so this i mean i still prefer live musicians mm-hmm. but i can see the application yes that didn't exist right years and ago. you just gave me an idea this is i'm so glad we're yeah? talking about this Good. because um there is uh some kind of an app and it it goes onto your iPhone, yeah. And that you can have several. Let let's just say it's a quartet. Okay. Okay. And everybody has their iPhone, and then you put the iPhone on a stand, facing towards you, the performer. Yeah. And then that record that is is able to record, or it's ready to record. But then there is a master. Um, how can I say it, uh, phone okay. that triggers recording. Oh, what you're doing, what you're playing. Yes, in other words, you would, um, you're ready to start a song and you, pr- and you press on my phone, you would press record play. or start or, or play, whatever yeah. it is. And then that turns on all the other phones so that they capture each of the other performers in however they're being placed, you know, that, that phone is being placed. Oh, how wonderful. Yes, and what's cool is that now I can capture that performance from four different angles. 
Correct. Okay. And even more, we can, we can set up other cameras and you can do yeah. other phones or whatever. Thing. But what's kind of interesting is that what, what you just said gave me this idea of that, that that feed, that live feed, yeah. could then be broadcast or could then be yes. projected. Exactly. Onto screens. And depending upon the location and the size and the budget, frankly, yeah, I mean it's it's about two thousand dollars, I think, to have a video wall um, put yes. up. Yes, yes, it is uh, twenty four hundred or something like this for a video wall. Uh, yeah, but you know it, that might be something that's. <laughs> I, I won't invalidate the creative creative ideas of of certain brides, no. you know, who who foresee doing something like that. Okay, so. All right, so here now I got an idea because of what you said. Oh, well, here we go. This is fun. Yes. Okay. That's what so, we're all about. Le- yes. So let's say we're, it's, it's nighttime mm-hmm. and it's dark outside. There are Tivoli lights, but there is a video wall, just like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And we're in a courtyard. And that video wall is actually um, showing um, a an Italian villa, and the any number of the three tenors that exist in different um, languages and and age because now there's several groups out yes and they are performing through that it doesn't have to be live feed because it can still be a video they've done it and now that is your your background uh both visually because Mm -hmm. You're in a stone courtyard and you want to, like they have backdrops that show a, a villa, you mm-hmm. know, as to build an environment. Well, what the heck if they were performing in front of the Colosseum or somewhere in Italy for real? And it, but because it's full, I mean, a huge screen. Mm-hmm. Um, cause sometimes I've seen them where they, they used to put four by eights together, but now it's like this one huge thing. Yeah. Oh my God. That might be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it, I can perceive of somebody if they haven't done it already, I'm sure they have. Sure. Um, that would be fantastic. You know, I mean, if, if. You know, it's the kind of music or background, you know, that you can still enjoy yourself, wouldn't be overpowering. And frankly, that could be going on during the evening in one area. If, you know, I mean, this is really weird, but you could have um, two different areas and have two different music things going on and you get to choose which room you go into sure. for dancing. I mean, this has nothing to do with a wedding, but I'm just saying you're you're at an event uh-huh. and they have these this big video wall and you get a whole performance 
from something that has been taped before with a backdrop that matches whatever the room decor is Mm -hmm. that they wanted to do. And so, you know, they they go in and let's say you have the first course or you have this buffet and in the background is, um, you know, Italy. And then you go to another room and it's French and then you go to another room (laughs) with all this stuff. Anyway, that's great. Well, well. I, I, I have to tell you a little you about, off. No, that's all right. I have to tell you about a um, a party that I did uh, mm-hmm. just a couple of years ago. Um, it's at a private club, and I, I won't mention the, the name of the club, mm-hmm. but um, it was uh, the, the the director there. He sent me a video, and he mm-hmm. says. Uh, and it was from a. Oh, let me see. Okay, the the place is called Cafe Florian, and it was on Saint Mark's Place, oh. in Venice, Italy. Oh, okay. Right on the piazza, right on the the square there. Okay. And this video had groups, and and the the main group there was. Um, let me say it was piano, it was violin, it was they had, I think they had a clarinet player and uh, an accordion player and a string bass player, I think it was. Wow. And they used that and they played the best stuff. I mean, it was all these this European music and this Italian music and these uh, just opera and all kinds of uh, themes that were going on that were it was Sounds so really nice. so magical and people were like dancing and they were um, proposing to each other, they were. Oh you know, my gosh! Getting, yeah, it was just, just amazing the um, the various videos that are part of Cafe Cafe Florian, uh, amazing location. So he he said to me, he says, "We want a band to do this. Can you do this?" Wow! And so I went, yes. And so I had um, I had piano, bass, and drums, and then uh, a violin and an accordion player. And then two opera singers. And what was nice about that is that this piano, bass, and drums stayed in the main ballroom where we performed. And then the the violin, (coughs) the violin and accordion player and the two opera singers strolled and went upstairs and they went downstairs and they went into other rooms and they performed live going in and out of these other rooms. Wow. And then there was this also this other performance where we went out in the foyer and we did a little thing there with the piano. But it was just this it, it was it was so beautiful. It was so fun and they they had me in in some kind of a uh, Italian, <laughs> Italian uh, outfit. Outfit. And um and then my singer, you know, he He's he's Italian, and so he was he's able to sing ah. sing the you know bella mucha da 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 going to have to entertain them again mm-hmm. do you think you would do something similar 
like maybe bring one thing back that you had done before that you think was especially successful that evening? And because I find the hardest thing about any creative endeavor is what do you do next time? Mm-hmm. If you have the same group of people, um, because it does happen or that you have many of the same people, mm-hmm. you know, just like a charity, you know, there are certain groups of people that support it year after year. Now, it's not that everybody comes back, but a good portion you see the next year. Mm-hmm. And I think you run into that. Does that ever, is that ever something that you have to kind of handle? Absolutely. And, and that's part of the game. That's because, okay. we, because we, we take what was successful about last year Okay. And then we build on it and and go okay. do go take it to the next level. <laughs> okay. Um, well, and and that, so that really does interest me. You know how you're able to do that. It's it's so much fun. And it it does start with an idea. You have been listening to Wedding and Event Podcast with Toby Dodge and Eric Zimmerman. If you have a question, comment, or topic suggestion please call Eric at 626-797-1795 or contact Eric by email, eric at elegantmusic.com. Contact Toby by email, toby at prepared.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and receive a new episode each week. Thank you for listening.